0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, December 17th. Brought to you by the American Association of Crop Insurers. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. More disaster aid, rural broadband funding on tap. USDA pressed to fill vacancies. And full speed ahead for USMCA. Spending deal tops off disaster aid. The House is set to act on two massive spending bills for fiscal 2020, including a package that will provide another $1.5 billion in agricultural disaster aid on top of the $3 billion Congress approved in June. The latest round of funding is aimed at compensating farmers for the harvest problems caused by untimely blizzards and soggy fall weather and will also provide new help for some 2018 losses, including those caused by drought. The money came from unspent 2017 disaster funding. There's also a fresh infusion of funding for rural broadband. The bill adds $550 million to the ReConnect grant and loan program that Congress created last year. USDA beefing up NRCS amid Hill pressure. USDA's Natural Resources Conservation Service is planning to add more than 500 employees during the fiscal year. NRCS chief Matt Lohr told AgriPulse that Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue has bought into the need for more employees. We've done load cycle analysis over the last year or so to come up with proving that we could certainly use more employees at our field offices across the country, Lohr said. Keep in mind. USDA is getting heat from congressional appropriators over the number of vacancies in the department, including at places like the Agriculture Research Service. The report that accompanies the FY20 spending legislation orders USDA to provide a report within six months, providing detailed staffing levels for the Farm Service Agency, as well as a variety of other agencies. The 1,773-page bill itself earmarks $35 million for FSA to hire more farm loan officers, county office trainees, and county office employees. U.S. will verify China's ag purchases. It should be very easy to show if China doesn't live up to promises to buy 40 to $50 billion worth of U.S. ag commodities, according to Senate Finance Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley. When it comes to purchases of agriculture products, we're going to be able to quantify whether or not they're living up to that, said Grassley, who appeared on Fox Business. Now take note, China still has not publicly agreed to the 40 to $50 billion figure that the U.S. says it has agreed to. Chinese state counselor and foreign minister Wang Yi, as quoted by the Xinhua News, stressed that China will be importing more from multiple foreign suppliers. China-U.S. trade cooperation will be based on WTO rules, and Chinese enterprises will import more competitive products and services from the United States and other countries, according to the marketing and commercial principles, says Zenhua, the state-controlled media outlet, reporting on Wang's statements yesterday. China welcomes business from all countries to compete fairly in the Chinese market and more competitive products from Europe. U.S. MCA nears final House approval. The House Ways and Means Committee today will debate the implementing bill for the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement, the second-to-last milestone before the trade pact is expected to be approved with a final floor vote this week. By the way, Mexico threw a last-minute curveball that threatened to derail the process, but the issue has been resolved with no impact on the USMCA bill. Mexican officials cried foul over the weekend about a provision that they saw as a plan to install U.S. labor inspectors in Mexico, something that Mexico's chief North American negotiator, Jesus Cede said would violate his country's sovereignty. Cede rushed to Washington to meet yesterday with U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer, who assured him that the U.S. government personnel would not be inspecting Mexican factories for labor violations. Trump Johnson talked Brexit and trade. Fresh off last week's stunning election results in Britain, Prime Minister Boris Johnson talked to President Trump yesterday about moving forward on a bilateral trade agreement. The White House released no details of the discussion, but the Tory landslide obviously provides fresh momentum to Brexit and the U.S.-U.K. deal. Eye on Iowa. Candidate takes on CAFOs. Senator Cory Booker, who's trying to make inroads with Iowa presidential caucus goers, has introduced a bill that would impose a national moratorium on large concentrated animal feeding operations. A poll released last week by Johns Hopkins University Center for Livable Future shows 53% of Iowa voters and 77% of Democrats favor a statewide moratorium on CAFOs. Interestingly, according to the same survey, voters in Iowa oppose a nationwide ban on CAFOs. Keep this in mind. Booker's bill, which also would make livestock and poultry integrators responsible for air and water pollution at CAFOs, isn't going anywhere in Congress. But the bill has the endorsement of the Iowa Citizens for Community Improvement, an influential progressive group that fought to tighten regulations on CAFOs. Booker, a New Jersey Democrat, currently sits in ninth place at about 2.3% based on the real clear politics polling average. Senators seek to codify cultured meat regs. A bipartisan bill by a pair of Western senators would write into law an agreement reached earlier this year. Wyoming Republican Mike Enzi and Montana Democrat John Tester dropped the bill yesterday. They say an agreement between USDA and FDA needs to be codified into law to ensure clear labeling of cultured meat when the technology is fully commercialized. According to the USDA-FDA agreement, the FDA will handle cell collection, banks, and growth. When the process turns to harvesting of the products, the USDA will take over to supervise the production and labeling. Here's today's He Said It. It's funny watching Congress. They don't do a whole lot, and then the last two or three weeks, everything feels like it gets done. It's like college kids cramming for their finals. That Robert Gunther, Senior Vice President of Public Policy at the United Fresh Produce Association. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, December 17th, brought to you by the American Association of Crop Insurers. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.